let's get this started and we can see how many times Eric is going to repeat himself in the intro. <laughs> are we on Twitter? It, yeah, we are. <laughs> we're on I Twitter. Mean, at Disaster Dads. At Disaster Dads. And then Disaster So we're here tonight to talk about winter emergencies, which happen in the winter and can be emergencies. it's cold in the winter. <laughs> so the important thing about winter emergencies, which we're going to talk about tonight, is... In the winter. Because it is winter. It is winter time. And welcome, everyone. This is the new introduction to the Disaster Dads, and I'd like to welcome Rob, Dan, Joe, and Frank with me. This is episode 10, and if you may have heard Dan talking about it, yep, you're right. We're going to be talking about winter emergencies, because, Dan, when do they happen? Uh, anytime from, like, <laughs> mid-November through, like, March or April, depending on where you live. You know, June, if you're in Montana uh, and Alaska. Uh, and in Alaska, but normally they, we call that kind of winter, sometime in winter. I believe that's when those happen. The the H is not silent; it's winter. <laughs> I had to show someone a clip of that. They didn't get it when I was making the jokes about it, and then I showed them the clip and like, I don't, I don't get it. Cool Whip, I don't, I don't understand what Cool Whip is for one thing. But why is this funny? Because I'm laughing my ass off as I'm trying to find the clip for Cool Whip, and then they just look at me like. I'm sorry. Are are you touched? Like something's wrong here. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. You, what? Yeah, I, I just cool? brought that up cold. I have no. idea. You have no idea. Does anyone no. else? The Cool Whip was Stewie from yeah, Family Guy. I'm with you, I, I like how Joe just brought it up cold for. Our oh my god! I, I thought you were totally on that. Okay. Now, <laughs> no. Google, I guess it's just me. Now Google Stewie Cool Whip, and then that will all make. Sort of sense for those Damn. in the audience. Google Cool Whip Stewie from Family Guy, and you may understand what the past forty-five seconds were about. I honestly thought you were on the same path as me, Joe. No, not can, even close. No. Parallel roads, my brother. Parallel roads. Not even parallel. That was a bridge. We were like right on top of each other, <laughs> in like a creepy way. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, anyways. Welcome to the Disaster Dads. Uh, you can check us out at DisasterDads.com, and you can follow us at Disaster Dads on Twitter. And none of us are on Facebook for Disaster Dads. And really, honestly, only a couple of us actually are active on Facebook personally, so it doesn't really matter there. You should just check us out on Twitter. Um, but anyways, we're going to be talking Where about... We're also not really active. Well, yeah, yeah. And, you know, if we could get more of our followers to kind of just tweet at us, we maybe start responding to more. Of the, Ooh, of passive the aggressive. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and if so you're a listener it's, it's interested in... It's your fault, one listener, that we're not more active on Twitter. <laughs> I can't if there's a the listener number. who wants to be Let's our, our social bit. media I think, manager... I think Eric's feeling a little hostile towards our social media uh, I, presence right I now. I am not hostile to our social media presence. I enjoy having conversations with myself from the Disaster Dads account. I comment on it from my personal account and then retweet it. And it's it's just like the conversations I have because my dog has a Twitter account as well. So I used to do conversations between him and my uh, my Twitter handle. Yeah. So you're saying this is a giant echo chamber? Do we not have breaking news regarding our Twitter account, though? That a major author has interacted with. That's true. The Disaster Dads uh, consortium. What do you call it? Yes, Hale. after our after our gift, uh, after our yeah. wish list. Yeah, after uh, we added his book to it. <laughs> Without a link to the actual podcast episode. 
So we were we're getting there. We're getting so close. If you combine some of our efforts, we I think we'll we'll be getting there. <laughs> our, on on Facebook, we all pulled it together. Dan had the the announcement. We got the link in there. Twitter, we did have a, a yeah. favorite Brad Meltzer. Uh, it only it only took three with of us. us to get all of it into the Facebook announcement. <laughs> <laughs> I po- I posted an announcement that it's posted. Someone's like, "Where can you find it?" I'm like, "Yeah, on the things, with the places." <laughs> it's out. And then the... Rob has to come in and explain. It's. I, I didn't even explain. I just shared the link. That was it. <laughs> yeah. No. You no. can see why we're none of us are on Facebook. Just nobody knows how to use it. Our, our our Twitter account has just been updated with a new post after about a week. Oh, there we go. Excellent. So we're getting there. We're getting much better. Um, so anyways, thanks for all of us, uh, not thanks all of all, well, thanks for us. We really are the best at doing disaster dads podcast. So really thanks to all of us for doing this. And as we go into this holiday season, please, uh, pin a mental to yourself on your tree as well. And, um, you know, everyone's a winner, but we want to say thanks to all of our listeners as well. Uh, while we do kid and, and joke around, we are appreciative of all of you. And, uh, again, we would like to get an idea or two, um, at this point, we'll go ahead and take them back in bulleted point format if that works for you. Uh, we'll be happy to listen to your ideas that way. So, so appreciate that. Uh, did you just give a participation medal to everybody. I did. Okay. Yeah. Just check. I'm trying to. I'm trying to roll with the times. Isn't that what we do these days? Absolutely. Yeah. Every day I wake up, I try to give myself a participation medal. That's a big deal. The day you don't give yourself a medal when you wake up, you're probably dead. No. There you go. And we just went dark. <laughs> thought right there. Early on. But, uh, again, as Dan was saying, and um, I will repeat myself because we have had a little banter in between, this is going to be about our winter emergencies and how to prep yourself, your home, your car, your personalities, whatever you need to do to get this winter past you. You know, um, if you need to have a, a uh, sun lamp, so that you can remember what the sun looks like. Hey, you do you, and you get what you need to survive the winter. That's what I gotta say. But so, um, and yeah, I mean, this is very loosey goosey. So, if you have been listening to us, you know we are kind of loosey goosey as in general. But we all have gone through a few winters. We're all, um, you know, uh, dads with little kids who need to prep stuff for all of the little kids. And as much as it is kind of a stereotype, that as soon as you get one of the kids wrapped up in all their, all their gear and you finally get them out the door. Now that one of mine is potty trained, even if I don't put a lot of gear on her now and I just put on like rain boots and a rain jacket, maybe rain pants. As soon as you get that on, you're having to go back and, uh, and go to the restroom. Uh, it was much easier when they were in diapers. I got to say, that was no, no amount of potty breaks before the gear can can solve that ever. It's, it's yeah. I mean, I'm still saying someone might have a trick or idea to help me out because during one of the last episodes, Dan recommended the uh, the um, pet piddle pad things for when you have an extreme blowout, and I still am I'm mad at myself for not knowing that when I was dealing with those kind of massive blowouts. So I'm hoping that there's a trick out there that I don't know on how to deal with getting your kid to not need to drop trow as soon as you get them loaded up in all of their gear. 
Is there a way to winterize them with a grommeted tarp before they go play in the snow? <laughs> have, have we Probably. engineered that one yet? <laughs> Probably, Rob. You can do everything with a cart with a with a with a thing. grommeted tarp. But grommeted now that we tarp? can now that we can go to Amazon, which the link is in our last episode, and get our own specialty tarp made with as many grommets as we want and the type of grommets. Do you think we could get like? suede light grommet or something so that it doesn't chafe their skin if we do wrap them up in a tarp i'm, I'm waiting for the ll bean fleece lined uh grommet at tarp <laughs> uh, along the lines of just being prepared so getting stuff together for the kids i mean it may not be high on the list of of items to purchase because as soon as you purchase boots their their feet are too big for the boots already but i think it's important to you know, to get the get some sort of equipment so that they can get out there. Um, I mean, we do the snow pants, snow boots, the whole nine yards. I mean, anybody else? I, you, I'm assuming everybody no. has some sort of gear so they can toss them out in the snow. We we've got snow suits, and uh, my my wife does the consignment sale, so the sizes pretty much rotate every season. Uh, she'll sell the smaller size, buy the next size up. Uh, so. That's that's one way we're gearing them up. Uh, as far as you know, hats and gloves, buy those in bulk. Go go hit Costco <laughs> or Sam's Club and, and just just have a just like a, a tissue box version of just pull a pair of gloves out and, and off you go into the snow. Because you can never find them when you do need them. I mean, I think I need one in every vehicle, and then maybe every one of my jackets, I just need a, a you know to put a, a hat in a pocket or something that's needed. Joe, you said you don't. You don't winterize your kid? <laughs> no, I was, well, I'm only mildly joking, moderately joking. Slightly, Slightly joking. joking. Slightly. Slightly joking. Yeah, no, most of the time I forget to put a hat on my kid, so it's fine. You know, we're, we're hardy in Ohio. You know, we're a hardy bunch, so I'm guessing at two and a half he'll survive for at least five minutes. <laughs> I well, guess, before, I guess that could before be the he has rising, I just got the Joe family uh, Christmas card in the mail this week. And if there's one thing that says Christmas, it's Joe in shorts on the beach wearing dress shoes. <laughs> so <laughs> I told my wife, I told my wife, we are not doing a beach shot, period. That's all I got to say. We're not I'm doing glad, a beach shot. I'm glad you I'm stuck glad with that. I, now I don't feel as guilty because I opened the card. And this, this shows how connected this group is because my first thought wasn't hey that's a nice card that was we haven't sent it my first thought was who wears loafers on the beach yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a trendsetter you guys have no idea loafers on the beach will be huge in five years there are certain trends i try to stay away from but yeah i don't know if i could even pull off loafers in shorts not on a beach i mean that's not really there- well, luckily, the the fact that Joe's wearing shorts up in the hall where we display all of the Christmas cards, it's helpful because then when, when I turn the lights off downstairs <laughs> when we're up to bed, the paleness lights the way uh, so I can, can see where to go. Yeah. See, that's Love why. Love a good I... Christmas card that reflects light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's how you prepare for winter. You remember the days of summer when you could at least get away with that. Yeah. Now, in terms of winterizing the kids, so, you know, if my kids are anything like your two- and four-year-olds at home, 
Um, they'll demand to wear the snow jackets and boots on a random day in October, uh, but then refuse to wear them during the first snow. Yep. We yeah. don't pull ours out until it actually starts getting cold and, and snow oh, is no. forecasted. Oh, no. And we don't pull them out either. They spy a corner of it in the closet one day <laughs> uh, and know, decide our, that's the only thing they'll wear. We got a stash in the attic. They, they don't know it's there. But with my, my daughter, who turns three tomorrow, happy birthday, sweetie. Yay. Um, Yay. As soon as she gets outside, like she is just dropping layers. Like I don't know what kind of circulation she's got, but Crazy. you know the, the the jacket comes unzipped. It doesn't matter how cold it is; it, it's disturbing. Yeah, we do that a lot too, where you spend all the work to get them zipped up in it, and as soon as you get to where you need to go, you look behind you, and there she is with just like the t-shirt that you had on her. And it's like, wait, you had a jacket and a sweater and a long sleeve shirt. Where did all where did it all go? And it's like three aisles behind you that she doesn't think that she needs to hold on to it. So I think they almost need those like a bell or something. So when they go off, you can at least find them. There's a thing. There's like an iPhone app or Uh, what's it called? The tile. Yeah. Yeah. The tile. Your keys and whatever. Just need to sew that into their jackets. Ours all have to be color, uh, color coded matching. So last year was a purple year. Uh, we went to pull out the purple. It was too short, so we went to go get another one, and it had to be this year's all pink, so everything is pink head to toe. Um, we have to coordinate it, and she won't wear it if it doesn't match. I I will be happy to, to admit, and it'll probably be backed up by multiple other people, I don't know how to match clothes, and fashion is not my, um, well, thing even close to it. So as I'm trying to get a three-year-old's fashion together, I'm getting critiqued quite quite a bit from her. Then I get something that I think that works because it's the three-year-old has approved it. That's when um, I get in trouble later. Oh. And if you couldn't tell from the bleeps and beeps you're hearing right now, we are virtual again just because it's way easier and I keep screwing up recordings when we're in person. Uh, we did lose Dan, so we're going to try to get him back. Um, but so, anyways, I mean, do we have to? Well, <laughs> we should probably try. It's... And since he doesn't listen to the podcast, he's never going to know I said that. <laughs> <laughs> if you see Dan in the wild and you know him, you know, just tell him we said really nice things about him or about now. And I think uh, he'd tell appreciate. him to call back. Yeah, tell him to give us a call back. I think he'd appreciate uh, hearing good things. Um, so we've talked about winter. I'm going to stop clicking until he comes through. Um, we've talked about winterizing the kids. So that's an important thing to do. You know, they outgrow it, make sure that their boots fit correctly, that their feet haven't grown too much. Cause if, you know, their feet could be cold. Um, but it's just based on the boots. Hey, thanks for coming back, Dan. Appreciate it. The dedication is amazing. If you try to squeeze a kid into two small snow boots, they will they will more than happily let you know. Well, I know, but it's oh, yeah. some, it's something you should probably just check on, make sure so yeah. that they got that there. And same with the gloves, just make sure everything fits because it you know it possibly could, possibly not. So, you know, appropriate winterization of the children. But the whole thing now is you bundle them up and all that stuff, and then you walk them out to the car, and it's recommended that you take all that stuff off and put them in the car seat without a jacket on. 
That is that yes. is true. You have you seen those videos though? The they did the they're frightening. Yeah, they did the uh, dummy testing with the kids with the jacket and without the jacket. I mean, the slippery, puffy jackets and stuff. You think you get them cinched down, but uh, in the I don't know the the force in the crash it compresses everything, and then the kids just slip right out. So I kind of the the safety nerd in me, the highway safety nerd in me, is is very supportive of that. But it, the practicalness of it is, I mean, I still. I mean, I know what's going on, and I just try to, you know, yeah. maybe cinch her down just yeah. a little bit tighter. Because unless it's like, unless it's going to be a long journey, then I might do it. But like a run to the store or whatever, I just, I kind of put my knee on it and just pull really hard and wait till she squeals a little bit, and then I know I've got it. I don't listen for the click. The click is not, not enough. What is, what is everyone dropping off this call? I don't know, but um, totally unprofessional. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, um, so we, this is one of my wife's like big things is the car seat coat thing. Um, and so we bring, we have two coats for daycare. There's the car coat and then there's the play outside coat that we bring separately on Mondays and then leave there throughout the week. Um, but it's total, total pain in my, you know what? And I just think back to when we were kids, which, you know, I think by four you were already out of a car seat. Um, you were driven places? And then, right, exactly. Um, I mean, I remember going to school in my in my neighbor, in the way back of my neighbor's Volvo station wagon. Up square. Uh, and uh, anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, the car, the car coat or the the kid car seat coat thing is like apparently a huge deal. I mean, it's become a bigger deal. I mean, I think people sort of knew about it, but no one really had thought much about it, and definitely no one had recorded a a dummy testing on it. And I mean, it's dramatic when you do watch the video. It really does make you stop and think. I still think about that as I then, you know. Still put them back in the car. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so have we beat that topic to death, or can should we should we move on? We have beat the winterization of our children to death. But so then the next one I, I would like to talk about is kind of what you do to your house. Um, you know, driveways. Oh, you got to talk about driveways. All right. Tell me what you do to your driveway because I'm always trying to find something new to do. All I right. got salt. You got something else? Oh, I've got many thoughts on salt, Rob. Let's dance. <laughs> I got whatever bag is on sale at Home Depot that's close. No, to the no, 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 no. See, I do the pet safe stuff. So I just go to Sisler's and he gives me a discount. <laughs> that's all valid strategies. Um, <laughs> I just got on the calcium chloride. Got to give yeah, it a okay. try. That, 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 that was the last thing that was closest to the Home Depot door, and I have a bag of that. It, it so is that's good because it's good for the it's good for the plants in the lawn, so it's not going to totally screw up your uh, your yard during melting. Um, but it also is effective below freezing, so, so it starts the melting early. That's good to know. I just dumped a bunch of that with our 
freezing rain we just had this weekend. Oh, oh boy. Oh, I Worked did. like a champ. Front steps. We went nuclear. Absolutely. Well, explain to like, how does it differ? Is it like a brand name thing or is it just, you have to look to find which yes, one has calcium, calcium chloride? No, no. Stop it. Stop it. I see what's in your face right now. Or that's you frozen again. But is it like a, a brand name thing or can you find no, something well, else? No, it, it's, it's the chemical composition of it, of salt and chlorine and various other chemicals in it. The, the bag I have is from Morton. So, you know, just like the people who make and produce the table salt. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it just varies from the rock salt. This is actually, um, it, it looks like small little white balls, uh, just little pellets that, that you drop down. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly always thought that, um, you know, driveway salt is driveway salt is driveway salt. I never really thought too much about it. Right, yeah, you, you, you run the, the rock salt gamut. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I joked around about grabbing whatever was closest to the door, and this is this happened to be it, and it was a decent price. Um, and it does, it works like a charm, and it lasts for, I mean, the, the range of it, or I, mean, I have a giant plastic cup, a tumbler in the bag. Just take one of those, covers my front steps, a good portion of the driveway, and part of the sidewalk, and I'm good to go. So, it, it definitely spreads further. You get more coverage than than regular rock salt with, with this calcium chloride stuff. Farther, not further. Uh, same. Thank thing. you. No. Over, under, over, whatever. Um, so it's. I, I'm gonna have to look into this because yeah, I've been mainly been using this stuff that's safe for kids and safe for pets like or whatever. A Home Depot, like one of the Homer bucket size things shipped to you via Amazon prime. Yeah. Really? How for much? like 25 bucks, like not enough that my cheap ass bought it. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I don't have the exact price point, but I'm going to say like between 20 and $40 for a ridiculous amount. And like I said, it lasts. So that that price sounds pretty reasonable to me. Yeah. And that's always something good to get after the first freezing rain, but before the winter really starts. Because now you're thinking about it. I remember a season or two ago, ran out, tried to go get it. I went to like four different places and couldn't get anything. And like, I've got a bit of a slope to the driveway. If I don't put anything yeah. down, I'm just pretty much in the street. And then I'm on top of a hill and then I'm down the street. And, and this stuff doesn't go stale. It'll it'll clump up and you know solidify right. in your shed. You just you bang it apart with a hammer and start spreading. So I mean you can. Well, and the the way that it got sent to me. <laughs> that just sounds like a bad tangling. Just bang it apart with a hammer and just you know start banging. It. Go to town on it, man. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it uh, it shipped to me in a big bucket, but that was then also had a plastic bag inside of it. So. Uh, I can tell you exactly what I got. I mean, but it's it's one it had of those. a great name. It sounded like fireworks. <laughs> pellets, pellets of fire. Yeah, that how, would. How do you not buy that? That, that yeah, I, I would I would buy that. That might get you flagged with some other uh, search engines. Oh, your Montana accent just reminded yeah. me of something <laughs> that happened while I was on vacation last week. <laughs> Flagged. So, 
was on yeah. vacation last week. My Love wife and I were with a couple of other, with two other couples, and one of the guys was from Montana, and he kept asking uh, the uh, one of the people who were vacationing to look at the map, but he he said it in a Montana accent. He's like, "Can I look at the map?" And no one had any idea what he was talking about. It's it was a map. fantastic. B A G B E G, same thing. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, why do you have to spell it differently? And just to get context across, I get it, but they're said exactly the same way. Yeah. Just going to put that out there. Um, totally. So anyways. So, I'm, we, I, <coughs> so we've uh, calcium chlorided our, our respective driveways. Uh, are we are we moving inside now? Well, I think we One should. One of the things I've. Oh, sorry, Frank. Go ahead, Eric. No, I, I have another say, controversial still gotta... topic to discuss about driveways. Stop. Oh, my God. You and your driveways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's Get eat. less cars. What are, what are our thoughts on, first of all, <laughs> if you have a, if you you have your grommeted tarp ready, you, if there's <laughs> ice coming, you can put it over your car. Yeah. One of the many uses of a grommeted tarp. That's That's not my controversial topic, though. Uh, the uh, controversial topic is um, thoughts on the early shovel before the snow has stopped. Because I'm out of shape, yes. Me too. Uh, I'm a yes. I would rather do a quick pass on one inch of snow than be out there uncovering a tundra of a foot. And especially if there's going to be a change in conditions and you're going to be getting freezing going on. Absolutely, you're not. You getting want to any hit that, that mother early, and even if you've got a snowblower, you know they can only get so much. So if you go out there ahead of time before the snow's finished falling, at least the next time you go out with the blower, you've got a track that you've been able to you're push through. Push, yeah, right. And I will say, since you did mention snowblower, uh, I don't have one personally, but a neighbor does, and he was going to let me borrow it, but he oh. forgot to check the tires, and so actually one tire had had come off the bead, so. It was like a huge amount of snow, so I would I, getting the snowblower working was was very important. And I remember, I thought I remember doing this as a kid, but looking back, I probably didn't. I just really wished I did. Where you like put lighter fluid inside the car, uh, inside the the tire, and then you light it, and that helps reseed the bead. Yeah, apparently not. But didn't really have lighter fluid either. Either I was using the neighbor kids. <laughs> he had Axe body spray, so I came home. Same stuff. I smelled like a, I smelled like a high school kerosene. <laughs> I smelled like a, a a high school gym locker room, and I still didn't have a snowblower. I was I mean my gloves. It was my winter gloves and my boots and everything just smelled like Axe body spray. So that is a reminder to before the big snow hits. So that explains do check why you now have two children. <laughs> Um, pro, pro tip: Speaking, of going with the snowblowers uh, for all year round. In January, take your lawnmower in so it's ready for uh, spring and summer. Yeah. Get that on the off season, and take your snowblower in to get serviced in July. You just yeah, you want to try to start that you, snowblower about three or four days before the snow shows up. Yeah, just to make sure that it's ready to go. This is your first season with a snowblower, right, Dan? You just yes. secured it. Yeah, it was a big off-season signing by by the family. <laughs> uh, neighbor moved out of town to uh, a dumber climate, and uh, we uh, so we acquired it. Uh, it's a two-stroke, 
Uh, so I need to get the oil. Yeah. Uh, to put into the. Uh, you can actually buy it premixed. Don't even bother buying the two. Buy it premixed. Oil and okay. gas. Mm-hmm. Is but how much more expensive than just gas at the pump is it? Can I get it's it not, on Amazon? I don't go to uh, real I stores, get, Frank. I get it at the the steel dealer down by uh, Rob. Our, our neighborhood just went in on a monster snowblower, just straight gas, no mix. It is I, I I lost count of how many different augers are in this thing. So our neighborhood is ready to roll. Perfect. But see, then do you have a pact within the neighborhood? Like if someone moves out, you get to take a wheel with you or something, just as a memento of your relationship with the snowblower. No. Oh. There's no, no pact. Nobody moves. So no. So if you have a snowblower, that's an important part too. Um. Uh, but so we're still on the outside. I just want to point out and remind people to check their, uh, you know, remember to disconnect the hoses to your spigots and all those kind of things. Um, you know, do the whole water, water. Um, why can't I think of the word right now? Prevent freezing pipes. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. You could do what Eric just said as he was having a stroke, <laughs> or you could just shut the water off to the spigots in your exterior of your house. But see, I only have it's a hose bib. It's a hose bib. It's a hose bib. And Joe back with the is... smart talk right away. Boom. So you're you're going to want to shut off inside and then open yep. the spigot on the outside after disconnecting the hose. Yeah. Yeah, not not all the way, just a quarter turn, just enough that if there's any water in there, uh, it drains open out. A, open it wide up, get it all out. It's just my the shutoff valve for the one. I have three around the house, and there's only one that has a shutoff valve. Right. I know. Every time I turn the shutoff valve off, that's when I get a leak inside the house because the shutoff valve is so old. So I just kind of leave mine on. It'd probably be better to fix the shutoff valve, but that seems like a lot more work. You should leave them on and then just have them dripping just a little bit all winter. Oh, that's actually just my bathroom because it's broken too. So if you're looking to buy we, a we house, have, I got a really stellar one for you right now. We have we have three <laughs> varying theories out of five of us on how to handle the hose spigots on your house. Uh, I would consult your local plumber on yeah. what is best for you. At a minimum, disconnect the hose on the outside. I like I like how we have a whole podcast on preparing for emergencies and Rob's like yeah don't listen to us just consult a plumber <laughs> just do something different let's be honest if, let's we be honest we do not have a consensus play. here what was that Dan I said let's be honest that's probably the smart play <laughs> yeah like most of the stuff we're talking about is not rocket science we're hoping to spark a conversation and get someone to take that step they needed to if that step is going to their local plumber we are successful. So, yeah, so that finishes up the outside. We're going to move inside for winter preparedness. Anybody? Yeah, one of the things I do is uh, all the exterior, the pipes that are on the exterior basement walls that go to the hose bibs, things like that, I go out and get the um, insulation that can fit over the pipes just for that added layer of warmth. Because you never know if you get a really <laughs> cozy. Uh, you get some freezing weather for a substantial period of time and those pipes can freeze and and then you've got water damage so at least you got a little bit of insulation go to your hardware store and get it early i'm talking like august september because by november december it's sold out everywhere and you can't find it again until it warms up 
Yeah, there's the insulation. There's also the uh, the tape wrap that you can put around the hose. Is that what you're talking about, Frank? Uh, no, this isn't tape. It's actually like a, a foam that's got a slit on one side, and you just wrap it around the pipe. Apparently, yeah. it'll, apparently, it has a growing season, and so after after September, it, it's not harvested anymore. Yeah, yeah. You, you can do that. I mean, you can get any kind of insulation works. You can cut that to, to size around your pipes. There's also uh, heat tape you can put around the pipes. There's variations of the heat tape that that plug in with a thermostat, so you can completely control how warm those pipes can get to to prevent freezing. My favorite was my grandfather heat, did. Heat tape? Yeah, heat tape. That's a, yes. Heat? Yes, heat tape to heat go around tape. a pipe. Yes. Cool whip. To go around a pipe. Cool. <laughs> Google cool whip. it. Cool whip. Um, I'm going to Google. There's a lot of things I'm Googling when this is over. <laughs> I was going to say, my, like, gran- my grandpa didn't like to have to deal. He didn't ever want to fix the problem. I just remember he used to dig a hole underneath the house by where it needed to and just would plug in a heater that would run all the time <laughs> to keep <laughs> things warm. Yeah, it was. Hey, you solve the problem no, any the, way you can. The, the amount of things my dad would do to prevent having to have anybody come out to the house—that's <laughs> where I got it all from. Yeah, it's important. Um, so yeah, no, that's a that's a good thing to do to prep around the inside if you have access to the pipe. Some you know sometimes you don't have that kind of access either due to finished basements or whatever it may be. So um, I would say. But in those cases, with finished basements, it, they're going to be. If they're done right, they're insulated. So, you know, again, you have the pink roll insulation in, you should be okay there. Oh, yeah. And if anyone's looking for more attic insulation from anybody, I have, I just discovered I still have like eight rolls from when I redid my, my attic. So if you're looking for it, going cheap, like two bucks a roll. How is that? Whoa. What was the going rate when I bought it from you? I want a rebate. Well, that I, was I that I was also that. like four years ago, so it's it's dropped. Prices have come down significantly. Significantly, the pink is, is there a price, is there a price match guarantee? Can the I get pink some money Panther back? is still you know he's been caught a couple of times. You still got your receipt? Yeah, I wish. Yeah, that was uh, Eric is the. I think is he's the, talking to me. Oh, <laughs> Eric is the China of insulation. He's just dumping that stuff. He's I'm just, just saturating the market. Saturating the market. Doing what I can. Uh, so yeah, so that's also one thing you can do. Make sure your insulation's up to code or up to speed. Not even code, <laughs> code. Make sure it's up to speed. That's <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Uh, if you building can. codes, <laughs> those are for jokers. <laughs> if you can do it, you know, do what you can on that front. Um, trying to think what other good tips are in the house. I do, I do want to before we run out of time here. I do want to talk a little bit about just making sure that you also have some supplies in your car. You know. Um, make sure that you've got, uh, depending on your climate, you know, the, the Northern climates, you know, sometimes you pack in kitty litter so that you can get out. I, I definitely recommend Dan's, uh, trifold shovel. Um, you know, making sure you have yeah. that in the car. That's going to be very helpful. Uh, toe strap. If you got that jumper cables, especially depending on how cold it gets, you know, uh, those are, I mean, outside of actually having like also a couple of cliff bars or, you know, whatever your sort of you know, like meal replacement bar may be, just a couple of those in the car. Um, maybe a couple of those in the back as well. Uh, I mean, besides um, the official endorsement of the Disaster Dads for having some sort of frosty beverage in your car that may not explode, because I have had that happen before, 
what do you get, what other kind that. of stuff do you guys carry in the car that for the winter type? Well, do I you... think Eric, first of all, before we even talk about what's going in the car, just to take a step back, is you got to think about what kind of car do you need based on where you live. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, so in our house, we always try and have at least one four wheel drive in the fleet at all times. Um, based on the type of weather that we can run into. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, that's, that was a consideration for us. That makes sense. Like, and you say with, I know that you have family that lives nearby. So someone within the, the whole clan has it. So not necessarily you. So, do you th- so would you say, make sure maybe you have a relationship with someone so you have access to a four wheel drive? Like, do you think that's important? I mean, yeah. if you, you know, my tendencies when it comes to preparation, I'm not going to rely on like the fact that the neighbor has a four wheel drive. Yeah. Um, if a problem comes about, we're just make sure that in our, you know, we've, we've had two cars, you know, a couple times we ended up with a third car at one point because we were transitioning or whatever. But, uh, you know, we um we just make sure that whenever we always have one four wheel drive in our own driveway. No, that makes sense. So it's more of a uh you know making sure you don't have to in case it really hits the fan you don't have to rely on a a neighbor that you don't know you can handle it yourself. Not a good. Right. That's I mean that's not that's not too prepperish. That's just self reliant. I like that. Right. I mean also given the um sort of the the availability of those types of features nowadays, um, it's not that hard to uh, make sure that you have, you know, there's plenty of options for all wheel drive or four wheel drive capable yeah, vehicles. Yeah. So making sure you have the right vehicle um, for your, your environment. Also, when you're talking, not even the stuff on the inside, making sure that you maybe have a recent oil change, you know, you've got all the maintenance caught up that you need to do. Um, You've got your tire pressure where you need to be. Like the cold weather that we just had, uh, our car kept telling me that the tire pressure is low. So, you know, I checked it and it was okay, but I need to check it again. Like something's going on. So making sure you're up to date so that when the weather really hits, you're not stuck out there with someone that's, you know, a vehicle that was uh, you're hoping was going to work, but really probably wasn't. Make sure you stop and get and get a full tank of gas before the, the cold weather and the snow hits. This yeah. way, you know, if you do get stuck somewhere, you're not. Um, you don't run out of gas. Not on fumes. Yeah, the full tank of gas is key. The the uh, I think every car, like along with all wheel drive or four wheel drive features, every car has that uh, low tire pressure indicator light that will go off at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Um, as soon as it drops four to four degrees, that light is going on. Um, don't ignore it, but also don't freak out about it. Just you know, get a tire gauge and. Give it a quick check. They're easy to come by. Kind of like that weird mole I have on my left leg. Not ignoring it, but I'm not freaking out about it. No. Um, and also, maybe now that uh, I've discovered that this is real, maybe getting some of Frank's special space ball uh, reserve emergency fuel that you can keep in there just in case. Um, I don't know if it comes without the oil, but that's all I can think of right now is the uh, uh, at the end of Spaceballs. Am I mm-hmm. spoiler alert? If you haven't seen it, there is a can of uh, 
Joe, are you writing this down? Have you not seen Spaceballs? Taking notes. No, I was going to drop some Rogue One spoilers in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's let's okay. spoil Joe, Spaceballs. Joe hasn't seen Spaceballs. I won't ruin it. So no, I've I'll, I'll make sure I've to give you Spaceballs that you can watch once sure, you finish so, watching yeah, Keen Eddie. Yeah. When, when we have the podcast going for the 20 years, that's when we'll ruin uh, the spoilers on Rogue One for you. <laughs> 30 years. 30 uh, Has it really been that long? Spaceballs? Yeah. God. That was 80s, right? That's a classic. A little Spaceballs Blade and Saddle. You know, this, uh, yeah. I was thinking 1987, about this. dude. 30 years. That's 29 great. years. Oh, that's pretty good. Hey, uh, since, you're, since you have the Googles open, um, how, uh, when was Die Hard dropped? Uh, 87? 87. Die Hard. 88. 88. Uh, nice. Cuz for and you know since we're in the winters we we've talked about winter stuff but it's not going to be Christmas until I watch Die Hard until um you know um, not until the Towers explodes. Christmas be ever made. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we so 88 was when it came out so we've got some time before our 30th anniversary Christmas viewing of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, listeners, if you have ideas of movies that we should review and talk about on the show, maybe disaster related or not, let us know. Disasterdads.com or at disasterdads on Twitter. Because I think it'd be funny for us to actually maybe find a movie that Joe hasn't watched. Wait, that's that's quite a few. Uh, maybe we should find it's a long list. Yeah. <laughs> long but distinguished. I found the poster for that when we went and saw that in the theater. Did I? That was. Yeah, that was uh, the 25th anniversary. We went and saw that back in the theaters again. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good So before topic. we get off on a tangent of uh, terrible disaster movies we need to review, <laughs> is there anything inside the house we're missing to prep for winter? Make sure your carbon monoxide detector Ooh. is working. That's a good call. Ooh, deep In car- line with yes, the carbon monoxide working. detector, to go with that uh, in November, again, another uh, well far in advance of, of any cold weather, uh, a lot of HVAC companies will do an annual check for your air conditioner mm-hmm. and your heater. Get those guys out. That's that's money well spent. We do that. Um, so you're not panicking with the emergency phone call and the emergency cost when December freezing rain hits and yeah. your HVAC has uh, cropped out on you. Oh, speaking of, an air conditioner cover, that comes in handy to protect it from winter weather stuff. And, you know, I put that on there and that helps protect it. Or you could just use a grommeted tarp. Yes, I. But at some point, Amazon's gonna find out. You know, gonna come check on me in person to find out what's going on. Hi, sir. We've noticed you've ordered thirty-six thousand grommeted tarps. Um, that's more than our average. We're having the monogram to send out to our <laughs> listener. <laughs> our listener does not need need that many grommeted tarps. He probably has a few of his own. I uh, just got to get them printed with his Zaster Dad's logo on it. That's what monogram means, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was good. Sorry. For some reason, I smell it sound like a smoker, and so that one really came out on that one. That was great, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we talked about the car, talked about the house, talked about movies. Uh, stack up on your movies so that if you are stuck in the house, you've got plenty to do. Uh, I have a battery pack so that I can... Um, plenty to drink. 
Yeah, you have plenty to drink. I'm not going to drink the battery pack, though. I have the battery pack to uh, charge the iPad. So in case we do have power or, or loss of power for a while, I've got something for the kids to watch on the iPad. Um, so that's important, too. Because I don't have a generator, so I can't charge things up that way. Um, it was on the on the holiday wish list, so we'll see. Fingers crossed, you know, that Santa comes in with a... Uh, Speaking uh, of generator. power outages, one tip to kind of make a power outage fun that uh, we've heard, and my, and my wife relayed this, is uh, if your power is out for, for seemingly an extended period of time, something you can do if you're a camper... Uh, belt out the tent and the sleeping bags and turn it into a living room camp out. If you're all packed into the tent, that'll <clears throat> increase the, the heat, preserve the heat for you guys so you're not at a complete loss. That could work. Um, yeah, that's good. In the dead of winter, that way when they find your bodies, you're all together. <laughs> you're all together in the tent. It's perfect. We're all together in the tent. Uh, that could be highly entertaining. Uh, I'll keep that one in the back of my mind. Um, to figure out, and I'll I'll probably have to make my tent with my grommeted tarp. Really, that the grommeted tarp should be our band name, right? Our '90s cover band. Do you think we could be like Blue Man Group with tarps? They've got tubes and paint. We could do something like that. Instead, instead of painting ourselves blue, we just cover ourselves with the tarp. Cut, cut some Charlie Brown eye holes. That would be good. Doing this instead of the podcast? No, we do it. Th- this would be promotional as well. Just off. We, we, we don't need to. It off. We don't need to cut eye holes because we'll just put bigger grommets where the eyes should be. Yeah, we will. God, it'd be like the tarp and with the grommets will be like bejeweling, bedazzling, bejeweling, bedazzling. I, I think we use bedazzling, bedazzling in bedazzling. our last episode. It'll be kind of the disaster dad's bedazzle. Ooh. And because we can pick the size and type of grommet through this Make Your Own Grommet website, Make Your Own Tarp website, this is going to be something to see. It's a game changer all the way through. Yeah. I'm surprised, I'm surprised Dan can even focus. Well, that, with that, we're going to close the door on this episode and just go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and walk out. Um, Dads, any last final words of wisdom for winter weather preparedness? Get your Sorry. tarp now. Get your tarp Sorry, you now. had to listen stay to this. You stay indoors. Ignore nature. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Love it. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, send us your tips on winter weather preparedness to uh, at Disaster Dads or visit us at DisasterDads.com. Love to hear from you. And with that, we panic so you don't have to. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye. <laughs>